This is an erotica podcast that focuses on LGBT relationships and teratophilia. Listener discretion is advised. Yes, everything. I know it. Oh, you you wouldn't know them. Our king and the queen of Kijijimura built the wall to make sure an incident like that never happened again. This treaty is nonsense and will never last. We need to attack the humans, not try to be their friends. Even as royalty, Vex had to live a hard life. But there is something about him that makes me want to get under his skin. You really think you can take me on? I can take all of you. Drips over his bright hazel eyes. I even got some in that gorgeous silky hair of his. I push away the curtain of black hair that hides the stranger's face. And I'm not at all surprised at what I see. Angel. dragon's serpent-like body slithers around me as it gets ready to make another attack. Wow, his fangs brushed right against my chest that time. Now that I think about it, are amphiteers venomous? Probably should have asked that before agreeing to fight one. I can't keep jumping around this ring like I'm doing some forgotten Irish dance. I need an opening. Bat-like wings attempt to break free of the leather straps that bind them. The monster makes the mistake to look at what's restraining him. That's my chance! I get on the beast's back and it rolls on the ground, trying to shake me off. Being thrashed into the rocky ground isn't pleasant. I'm feeling dizzy from the rolling around. And I can feel bruises starting to form on my back. But I can't give up. This is a dragon. A dragon just like him. Well, not really, but close enough. If I can defeat this monster, that means I can defeat him. Unfortunately, I lose my grip. As I'm bucked off the beast's back, my hand comes in contact with a piece of... I've kissed this crowd more than I've kissed men at this point. I definitely felt flesh on that creature, but it's all scales. Where is it? Where is it? There! Under its neck is one scale that seems to be a lighter shade than the rest. are even more violent than last. I can barely steady my hands long enough to get on the scale. But in the end, I do. <laughs> Seems I tamed the wild beast. What's going on here? Everyone back into headquarters. Everyone except you, Angel. Do you mind explaining to me why there's an Amphidor in headquarter grounds? 
It flew over the gate, ma'am. I was just doing my duty by- Tickling it? Well, not at first. <sighs> Angel, you know the rules. Either kill or imprison. I know, Vesta, but... The kingdom has been so boring these past few months. Me and the others were just trying to have some fun. They wanted to see if I could take it down with no weapons, and I did. Cool, right? It would have been. If you hadn't cheated. What? Cheated? The creature's wings are bound. I needed to make it a fair fight. Fair? You're allowed to use both your hands and feet, while it can only slither and bare its fangs? You're right. I should have given myself two daggers to make up for the fangs. Angel. I shouldn't have brought it on the grounds. I'm sorry. That's okay. Clean the headquarters up and the downstairs bathrooms as punishment. What?! Just because you're my favorite officer doesn't mean you get off easy. Besides, it could have been worse. If you had lost, I would have made you clean the refrigerator in the break room station. Do we still not know what that gray slime in the freezer is? No, and I don't want to find out. Huh. The creature has been quiet up to this point. I almost forgot about it. When it's not growling or trying to grind you into the ground, it looks almost kind of cute. Did it fly over the gate? I assume so. We found it resting near the lake nearby. Will the kingdom ever barricade the border above the wall? You know the only way we can do that is by getting the help of the witches. And you know how they are. I suppose you're right. It was a fun battle, my friend. But unfortunately... Rules are rules. What, what are you doing? Uh, the law? Imprison or kill, remember? It would be a hassle trying to send this thing over to Morimitsu. So that just leaves... Wait. Vesta, what the hell? There. You... You just let it go! Yes. Yes, I did. But what about the rules? It... It would have been even more of a hassle trying to clean up the dead body. Let's let it go for now. It learned its lesson, and won't be coming back anytime soon. Oh, so captains can break the rules. What was that? Nothing. That's what I thought. Go back inside and clean up. Oh. An angel? Hmm? Cut your hair. If that creature had had claws, he would be dead right now. Afternoon, Lyric. Ah, afternoon, Afisa Perez. Another stink sandwich, I presume? You know it. Okay, so I'm going to need some natto, a piece of Limburger cheese, a scoop of locust beans, a dab of donjang, and... Oh! You wouldn't happen to have a piece of rotten fruit to top it all off. Durian, if possible. People travel all over the continent to get a taste of my legendary fruits. And here you are, asking me for the rotten ones. Here. Nice. Tell me, is this all worth it? I mean, doesn't the smell get to you too? 
Yes, but not as much as it gets to him. I understand monsters aren't our allies, but is he that bad? The worst. He thinks he's so much better than me, pretending to be all proper and reserved. I know he's just a wild beast like the rest. They're no better than untamed animals. Do you know that most of them don't even pray to gods? I've heard rumors that some do. Just not to the human ones. No wonder their technology is so behind. Speaking of monsters... Ms. and Ms. Dryad, the once most powerful couple in the socialite community, walk solemnly as they pretend to ignore the onlookers judging stares and whispers. Serves them right. Poor things. Poor? They committed treason! To this day I still don't understand it! Why risk all of humanity just to have sex with a slimy snake? Maybe they were in love. Do, do you know what you are implying by even hinting at something like that? I'm just saying that I've traveled around this great continent for years, and I've seen a lot of things. You know that treaty isn't respected in all kingdoms, right? I've been on land where humans and monsters live amongst each other in peace. Guess I won't be traveling anytime soon. It makes sense they would risk punishment just to be with the person they love. That or the sex was amazing. Ugh, gross. Hey, don't sink their kink. Anyway, what will it be? Trade or coin? Coin, please. See you next time. A for today. Hmm? In the distance, I see two women waving at me. One, a dazzling woman whose milky dark skin glowed brighter than the huge yellow gown she was wearing. The other, a slender figure whose silk-white dress and long red hair makes her look like a fragile angel. Queen Amani, Daphne, what brings you two to the market? Why, gossip, of course. This is the hottest place in the kingdom for all the ladies' dish. Do you know that I heard the baker is cheating on his husband with the kingdom's blacksmith? She says this while rubbing at the yellow scarf around her neck. It's a fashion choice she made years ago. I didn't understand the trend at first, but I must admit, it's grown on me. Please, tell me you're here for a less scandalous reason. Yes, being around actors 24-7 can be exhausting. I enjoy taking walks in the market. It's nice being surrounded by people who have personalities instead of just egos. Ugh, tell me about it. I have tunnel duty with this monster named... Bask. Yeah, and... Did I really tell you guys about him? You always tell us about him, dear. You talk more about him than anything else. It's one of the main reasons that Jula broke up with you a month ago. Shit! How did you... I never told anyone! I told you. The best place for gossip. Anyway... I can't help talking about him. He's just so frustrating... Always acting so high and mighty, thinking I'm beneath him. Has he said that to you? Well, no, but I know he's thinking about it. Are you sure? You only know him based on a few hours a week. What if he's a different monster outside of tunnel duty? Let's say Morimitsu and Kichijimura unified. What if you two had to... Unify? Your Highness, please don't tell me that we're integrating with the monsters. <sighs> no. The Council of Order still agrees to keep humans and monsters separated. Good. You had me worried for a second. 
If me and Basque had to live amongst each other like neighbors. See, this is what we mean. You can't go a minute without talking about the dragon. I at least thought today you would be more focused on Vesta than him. Huh? Vesta? Why? You haven't heard? No, heard what? Oh, the message must have not been sent yet. What message? No, I can't tell. Don't want to ruin the surprise. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll talk. Captain Nakamura will be given the badge of honor soon. Vesta, really? Yes. The council and I decided it this morning. To be honest, she should have gotten it a long time ago. Crime has gone down since she became captain. She kicked out all the bad eggs in the department, and she even found a way to train you. Yeah, I... Hey! In two weeks, she'll be given the badge, land, and put down in the record books of Kijijimura history. No captain is more deserving. Yes, but remember, keep it a secret. Of course, I have to go to tunnel duty, but I promise not to say a word until then. Thank you, Queen Amani. My trek to the tunnel is usually one filled with dread, but there is a little pep to my step after hearing the news about Vesta. I won't even say this to her, though I'm sure she already knows, but she's the main reason I became an officer. I remember when she had battled a chimera that had gotten into the kingdom years ago. The beast lasted 15 minutes before she took it down with only a piece of rope and an arrow. She was also one of the few officers who gave a shit about the people and not just the elite. She deserves this honor. <sighs> Let's get this over with. No matter how many times I enter this room, I could never get used to how eerie it looks. White, sterile, and practically empty. More like a lab than a place to guard. The beast is staring at me. His black reptilian body sticks out like a sore thumb within these white walls. He's sitting, which always pisses me off, as his sitting form brings him to eye level to my standing height. I walk over to my desk and drop my sandwich right in front of the glass window connected to it. He glares at me and I smirk. Oh, let the games begin. I should have gotten light on those locust beans. But it was worth it. Toothless was about ready to puke by the end. Huh? I run through the forest while keeping an ear out for the call of distress. Are they in pain? What the? I, I can't believe. She wouldn't. How? Why? Vesta, oh, please. Color? Green. Good. That means you can last a little longer. This can't be real. But it is. My hero, Captain Vesta Nakamura, 
is in the middle of the forest, having sex with a monster. She's on the ground, wearing nothing but the top of her uniform. Her hair is wild, and her eyes are glazed over with lust, as she stares down at the naked demon below her. Her fingers, coated in the demon's essence, shine in the moonlight as she pushes them in and out of the creature's lower lips. The beast, a succubus, trembles beneath her as it fills the forest with its moans of pleasure. Look at you. An absolute panting and desperate mess. All because of a human. What would your fellow monsters think if they saw you now? Vesta's fingers move faster. Would you like that, sweetie? Me fucking you in front of your species. Wouldn't you want to show them how good you are for me? Yes. Yes. Vesta adds another finger. She's being relentless now. Her hands move at piston-like speed as the creature's fluids flow down her arm. By the way, the demon is shaking and gasping for breath. I can tell she's striking her mark. You have been good tonight. Very well. Vesta moves her head down between the demon's legs. She sucks and looks away at the creature's swollen clit as her fingers continue to move in and out. Vesta holds the demon's legs in place as she greedily swallows her release. I've never seen her with such a raw and joyful expression on her face. Like a cat who just got its cream. So, up for another round? I hide behind a nearby tree, making sure to be as quiet as possible. Uh, who's the succubus here? Fair enough. I need to go to work early anyway. I see it. I saw it. I still can't believe it. Vesta's been serving the kingdom for 18 years. She's honorable, smart, patriotic. She would never commit treason. She would never risk breaking the treaty. Same time tomorrow? If I'm not still stuffed. This... This can't be happening. This has to be some type of, of trick or magic. Th that's it. Monsters are known for having devilish types of magic. I'm sure that demon has her under some spell. I need to kill it. I wait until Vesta disappears. The succubus still stands in the forest, struggling to put on a tank top that got caught between her horns. I slowly walk towards the beast with my hands on the hilt of my sword. The creature gets its top on, but its back is still towards me. Good. I can take it out from behind. Suddenly, like literal magic, two huge purple bat-like wings spring from the demon's back. I wasn't expecting it, and like a fool, I let out a shout. Ah! Shit! She's staring at me now, and she looks ready to either run or fight. I don't even wait for it to finish. We thrash about on the ground, kicking and punching at each other like a schoolyard tussle. She knees me right in the fucking jewels. I kneel over in pain, which gives her the chance to escape. 
asshole. She's going to run. I can't let her... Vesta. She leaps into the sky and I launch for her again. This time, I grab a hold of her ankle. Get off! She uses her free foot and kicks me in the face, but I don't let go. Through the pain of having my face stomped on, I realize my feet are no longer on the ground. I use my other hand to stop her kicking and look below me to see that I am several feet in the air. Considering its frame and height, I'm surprised it has the strength to even carry me. This is bad. Okay, so you want to go for a ride, fucker? Ugh, we're wheezing through the sky now. She's doing every loop and twist she can to shake me off. I feel myself getting dizzy. Oh, man. My head's throbbing, and I fear that the bagel I had this morning's about to make a reappearance. The nausea combined with erratic flying is too much for me. My hands lose their grip and I fall into the night abyss. I black out. <gasps> I don't know where I am. I'm in a cabin, I think. Everything from the floor to the ceiling is made of wood. There are pieces of cozy-looking furniture around, but no items that give any sense of whose home I'm in. I look down to see I'm in a bed, a huge one. Maybe one bigger than that of a queen's. I pull down the sheets wrapped around me. I'm naked, left with only my underwear. My body is covered in scars and bruises. More noticeably, my stomach is wrapped around with a bunch of white bandages. You should try to keep still. My body goes cold. My heart stops. I don't blink. I just... I just freeze and stare at... Him. The dragon, Basque. He's here. In this room, with me, a human. My mind is now racing a mile a minute. What the hell happened? Why am I here? Is this a trap? Am I going to die? He walks towards the bed. I move backwards. I said don't move. You'll reopen your wounds. He's right next to the bed now. His body is so huge. I've always known this, but I never had him this close to me before. His stature shadows over the entire bed, and I hate it. It makes me feel so weak, especially with the state I'm in now. He kneels down, and I notice a pair of items in his hands. A tube of clear liquid and a bundle of bandages. He sets the items on the floor and then reaches for me. I grab his hand to stop him. We stare at each other in silence. There are a thousand questions and answers that need to be said between us right now. Yet the only question that keeps coming up in my mind is, why does his skin feel so warm? I always imagined it cold, rough, maybe even slimy, but it's soft and warm. Not at all different from a human's. 
I need to change your bandages and apply some ointment. If I don't, your wounds will get infected and you will be in even more pain than you are now. I let go of his arm. I'm not sure why. What he said makes sense, but then again, none of this makes sense. Where am I? Morimitsu. How did I get here? That's what I would like to know. What? I found you in my backyard, hanging off a tree. And then it all comes rushing back to me. That succubus. She must have flown me past the gate. Shit. Do you remember how you got there? No. His big yellow eyes stare at me, and I can tell he knows that I'm lying. Okay. This is an ointment made with monster herbs and witch's magic. It will ease and heal you over time. The ointment is chilling, but he was right. The effects were instantaneous. The sharp pain I feel in my stomach eases into a nice tingle sensation. Turnover. That's not a phrase I'm used to hearing outside my bedroom, so I can't help but blush as I do as I'm instructed. His massive palms massage the ointment onto my bruised back, and it feels... <sighs> Am I hurting you? No, it just feels good. Oh. I feel his hands traveling lower down my body, and I remember I'm naked. Is he going to... is he going to massage there? How did I even get naked anyway? Was he the one who undressed me? Wait! Why am I here? Only you will be able to answer that. No! I mean, why am I not in prison? I'm a human, Morimitsu. You're an officer of this territory. Law states that you should have imprisoned me within seconds of discovering my presence. You were injured. The treaty states that under subsection C, physical and mental conditions of the trespasser do not matter. They are to be brought immediately to headquarters. You actually remember the clauses of the treaty? I'm an Afisa. Yes, but it's... you. I recognize the law and uphold it just like you, but... it's not fair. You're injured. If I had taken you to headquarters, you wouldn't have received proper treatment. And your injuries would have gotten worse. Probably to the point of even dying. And you care? I care about what is right. So, what? You going to wait until I heal and then arrest me? I... don't know. You clearly didn't get into that tree on purpose. And I don't feel right imprisoning you for something that may have not been your fault. Until you remember how you got there, all we can do now is wait for you to heal. Okay. So we'll wait. Yes. We'll wait. Angel was voiced by Ben Russell. Bass by The Monster Boyfriend. Vesta by Aurora Buddy. Cherry by Sun Lily. Queen Imani by Forenza Audio. Daphne by Jessica Bardo. Lyric by Ben Box. Written and sound design by Chelsea. Music used in this app was Attack by Roll for Fantasy. And Cost Lesion by Chill Purpose. Street Market Ambience by Sword Coast Soundscapes. Want to support the show? 
follow and tweet at us at BuckHumans8. Want to support us with donations? Check out our Ko-fi and Patreon link located in the description.